I think to hear somebody uh, in a way that it sounds like you're sitting in the room with them because there is that room noise and there is um, just all the ambiance that comes just from recording yeah, straight into a microphone and doing nothing else is a lot more just personal. I mean, even like recording this podcast, right? Where it yes. Let, let's paint a, a picture of where we are. It's, right a, now. it's a Friday morning in uh, Malibu, California. <laughs> no, it's not. no, no, no. I wish. No, it's uh, we're in a garage <laughs> with the ping pong table as a table. Yep. Um, the computer. There's up. no power, so we're yeah. trying to do this fast so my computer doesn't die on yeah. us. Yeah. We put a box over the vent to block some of the noise, yep. and it may uh, heat up and catch on fire at one point. Yeah, I mean, the vent's not on right now, so yeah. hopefully we're good. Yeah. I mean, there's trash and um, there's a bunch of bikes. Skateboard and, and a cowboy hat. Cords and tubs of miscellaneous things. Tubes. Tubs and tubes and foosball tables. Yep, Anything good you stuff. can think of, yeah. Welcome back to the Psalm Song Podcast. I'm Drew Wesselhoff. Uh, hey guys, my name is Marshall McKinley. Hey Marshall, so I have a rhyme that I say at the beginning of every episode. Okay. Can you say it for me? Great. Okay, here we go. We walk the line between sacred and secular through lyric and rhyme. We discuss what we find in between lines and rediscover the life that was there the whole time. You did it! Whoa, that did rhyme a lot. <laughs> I thought it was just the first line. And I was like, Drew, this actually doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for doing that. Um, you're my first guest, so this is all kind of touch and go here. But Great. that was pretty good. Great. Thank you. Um, before we get into our artist, which is... Julian Baker. Yeah, Julian Baker. She's awesome. I just got a couple questions for you before we start. Sweet. It's a tough one. You ready? Okay. What's your favorite song? Oh, my word. <laughs> Uh, I told you it was a tough one. Yeah, this is. A, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like an actually easy question, but this is actually a tough. Uh, my favorite song, and it's weird because I like declared it my favorite song in middle school, and it stuck that. Um, and it's called "The Ponytails Parade" by this band called Emery. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. Three sleepless nights. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Um, but it's a Ponytails Parade acoustic version, and it's only on the deluxe edition of their album called The Question. And it's not on like Spotify or anything like that, it's only on like, the physical disc a deluxe edition, which my brother bought when he was in high school, and then I've since stolen from him and have in my car now. Um, but that song was the first song that uh, just made me feel deeply, and that I was like able just to sing repetitively and always like get back to that same feeling and even now when I listen to it and sing it it takes me back to that same feeling the first time I heard it and it just connects with me in a really weird way because the lyrics aren't that relatable to my life necessarily but something about the song is just deeply like impactful to me um, and yeah it's been my favorite song ever since and it's beautiful Holding someone else's hand, Tell me about the first time you heard it. Like, where were you? And like, you said you claimed it as your favorite song. Like, where? What's the story behind claiming it that way? Yeah, that's a great question. I've never even thought about the first time I heard it. But I mean, growing up, I have an older brother who's um, just 
to me like great in a lot of lot of ways and I've always kind of looked up to him and wanted to be like him even since I was young and we were listening to the Emery CD and it's one of the last like bonus tracks on the album like I said and it was just very soft and like just a piano and vocals and it struck me um, and it was beautiful and then I like got it on my little iPod I burned the disc onto the computer burnt it onto my little mp3 player and then listened to it a whole bunch and I remember like just dancing around my kitchen uh, at our old house in Kentucky just singing this song and just thinking like this is my favorite song like I love this song more than any other song because it makes me feel so much and I can sing it and it's fun to sing and my brother listens to it and likes it so it must be good so this is my favorite song this podcast is is it's how music makes moments but also the moments that make music and like how we make it our own and it becomes personal and transcends what it was originally written for yeah i resonate with that a whole lot um there's a lot of music that to me is much more than just a song it's just more of like the moments and memories in my own life which is really powerful yeah Sweet. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, definitely. You ready to talk about Julian Baker? I am, yeah. Okay, how would you describe Julian Baker? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for someone who hasn't listened to Julian Baker, I would say that um, she's just a, a singer-songwriter, like acoustic guitar player, and also plays piano, and has a beautiful, beautiful voice, and uh, writes out of honesty and a lot of just the sorrows that she's experienced in life and kind of wrestles with just her identity and her beliefs and her faith. And being able to portray those uh, powerfully. I remember the first time I heard her was a few summers ago. Uh, my friend Jonathan sent me a link to her Audio Tree Live performance. and go home I was like she is singing about some of the hardest things she's encountered and I'm able to listen to that and like feel not the same way that she did in those moments but the, the way she's expressing it and it's very very deep and touching very deep uh, parts of herself and like now parts of me so yeah she's somebody that just an amazing writer and very vulnerable and also just talented and amazing voice and um, just beautiful beautiful music yeah that's way better than I could have said so well done and I think we're, we're on the same wavelength here because I was going to ask you when was the first time you heard Julian Baker but you already answered that So yeah I remember it was right before um, work my friend Jonathan and I were working housekeeping and he sent me the link and I got to work early and I was like folding laundry uh, it was what we did in the mornings and just like watching her perform and just had goosebumps the entire time and I was like this is absolutely amazing and he came into work and I was like dude who is this girl like she's so sick and he's like I don't know I just found her online so yeah Me to Julian Baker. Yeah. That? yeah. We were at uh, Wendy's. Yeah. 
uh, we were talking about songwriting, remember? Yeah. And so I went home that night and had it playing kind of in the background while I was doing some homework and stuff. And um, this song, Rejoice, comes on, right? And it really caught my attention. And by the end of the song, like I was shedding more than a couple tears. Tells the story how she opened for a, like a metal band. I played a show with a, this band Touche Amore uh, in California years and years ago, and I remember thinking that the crowd would hate me because I was so different from their music. But they ended up really liking it, and this guy came up to me afterwards and said, hey, "You know, good show." And I was like, "Oh, I, I didn't know people would be into it." And he said, "No." Honesty transcends genre. I was like, what a cool thing for a guy to say. But it's true, you know? I think vulnerability and expression works in whatever medium. And I think that's a great uh, summary of why Julian Baker is so powerful. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think I'm even thinking through that. I have been thinking through that of just how to like portray yourself and how to be honest to yourself mm. through sound. And I think Julian Baker just does it so well where it's no doubt about it, like authentically her and her story and um, just like what her soul sounds like mm. crying out. And it's so beautiful and it's hard to deny that whenever you listen to her music. So I noticed as I've been doing this, you know, this is episode eight of psalm song podcast but i haven't touched on the actual psalms in the bible i apologize for that like i should have been better about defining those and so looking at this song rejoice what pulled me to it part of what pulled me to it is it it's very psalmic is that a word yeah i don't know if it is but i definitely know what you mean and i was trying to find maybe a psalm that you could compare with uh rejoice to just kind of show you guys what, what's going on here. And I found this one, Psalm 13. It perfectly matches this song, Rejoice. Yeah. Because uh, rejoices in these three stanzas um, that starts out just absolutely despairing. And at the end, you have the, the last verse, which is, but I rejoice, right? Um, and this Psalm 13 has three stanzas as well. And it has that same exact structure. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's so insane. Um, yeah, when you when we're talking about the relation to Psalm 13 and reading it, it's like very similar, um, very very similar. And that's um, kind of just the theme of the Psalms. And something that I've been learning as well is just the the crying out and the honesty of um, where you are in life and not holding anything back and bringing your anger and bringing your brokenness to God and saying, this is where I am, and I don't know where you are. It's <laughs> uh, so like acknowledging just like the condition of how you are in, in all honesty. And then in that, um, trusting God, which is hard when everything is dark. Like it's hard to see anything in the darkness, except for light, you know. 
no matter uh, how faint it is, it, it can still be recognized. It's hard to do one without the other, you know. Um, like you can rejoice and call out in good seasons, and that's great, but it adds so much more depth knowing the state of which you're calling out, you know. The highs can't be high if the lows aren't low. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way she says, like, when I rejoice and I complain, um, because that is like the duality I was talking about earlier of um, honesty uh, and acknowledging God in that, you know? So just to read her words and listen to her songs uh, and just where she's coming from is so beautiful and acknowledging that that's the intention of the Psalms and they're not just... Um, these poems that were written to sound nice, like these, this is what, like David, this was him crying out uh, in some of the hardest points of his life and not knowing exactly what to do except to trust in something. Uh, I just love hearing like a modern rendition or a modern way of hearing what a psalm sounds like in our in our words you know here's here's a question that I don't really have an answer for, but I want to, I want to hear what you, what you think. So you mentioned you can't see anything in the dark except the light, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when there is no light? Like, how do you rejoice in the suffering then? How do you still have hope for tomorrow? Mm. That's such a great question. I think that's where the idea of faith and trust um, become real. I think faith is an easy thing to talk about. And trust is an easy thing to say that you have. Um, but when those things are tested and when those things actually come into play of do you actually have faith that there is hope for tomorrow um, in the midst of utter sorrow, um, I mean, that's when you really have to exercise and um, utilize faith. Like a few weeks ago, I was walking with some friends through some really hard stuff. Um, like. Two of my friends are going through the darkest points of their life. Um, and so walking with them has been a challenge and it's been really tough. And it just consists of a lot of conversations at night, like crying with them and listening with them. And I remember this is just, yeah, a week ago after talking with my friend for a long time, just about what he's going through and being there for him, uh, driving to work the next morning and watching the sunrise brought me to tears. Uh, because that happens every single day. The sun goes down and it comes back up every single day. But it's easily forgotten that that happens. But to sit with my friend in the darkness, uh, in just the darkness of his heart, and to rise up the next morning, and just to see the light, and to acknowledge the good things that are happening in life, and to acknowledge that life continues on, um, is so powerful and so beautiful. Like, do you believe the sun's gonna come up? Yes or no? 
or do you believe the sun's always there if, even if we can't see it or acknowledge it? We're still on the same wavelength because my, my answer is very much along the same lines, I think. Um, sometimes the only way to rejoice in the suffering is to suffer together. And I think that's where honesty comes in, too, is when you are honest about where you are, people will rally around you. Mm. People will come beside you and cry at night with you and mm. stay up to watch the sunrise with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just to bring it back, that's what's beautiful about music that does this and especially like Julian's music. And that's why it's so impactful and powerful just to be able to to sit with her in a lot of ways, you know, and go through this with her, I can rejoice uh, and complain. Uh, and that can be satisfying. It allows you to experience the depths of life and especially with other people as well. And to be able to understand just the range that there is. And it's amazing. It's a, it's a blessing to be able to understand the depths of life. And that's what Julian's music does is calls that forward and allows you to see and taste that just a little bit through her lens, which is, uh, really, really powerful, and it it's worth it to listen to, you know? It's very, very worth it. One of the big things I've been talking about in the past couple episodes is the idea of riding the waves, of, of being in between your rejoicing and your complaining, between your belief and your unbelief, and you have to ride the waves through both of those things. Don't be afraid to look at the low or the doubt or the suffering in the face. Don't constantly run away from it. I think if you have the courage to turn around and look at it and see it for what it is, then you know what you're dealing with. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for being here, Marshall. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Of course, yeah. Um, and now here's the cover of Rejoice by Julian Baker. Grace and peace to all of you. It's the Psalm Song Podcast. I could quit, but I can't stand the shakes Choking to smoke, or singing your praise 
think there's a God and he hears either way when I rejoice and complain I never know what to say But I think there's a God and he hears either way when I rejoice and complain, lift my voice that I was made. Somebody's listening at night with the ghost of my friends when I pray, asking why did you let them leave and then make me stay know my name and all of my hideous mistakes but i rejoice